Late one night in a dream, a voice called out to King Charming. If you build it, the nerds will come. He arose from his slumber and once again heard the voice. If you build it, the nerds will come. So he built it, and now we're waiting on the nerds to come. All hail the king. Can we kill the trumpets? That's awful. This is the Chillin' Villain Podcast. Sure, there are other podcasts that talk about TV shows, video games, movies, and music, but nobody does it like King Charming. A streamer, comedian, writer, and expert interviewer. Interviewing some of the best artists from around the world. Around the world. Found live on Twitch almost every day. Stay up to date with current news by joining our Discord. Find the link in the show notes. The King is here. This is the Chillin' Villain Podcast. And this is your host, King Charming. Yo! What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Chillin' Villain Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm your host. Very excited about today's episode. We're going to be diving in to Black Widow. This is my full Black Widow review, all of my thoughts, and I am also going to talk a little bit about what's been going on with the MCU shows. I just want to talk about that. And So if you haven't seen any of those shows yet, I just want you to know there will be spoilers, so do yourself a favor. Go ahead, just pause this podcast, go catch yourself up on everything, and then come back and hit play. Um, I don't want anything to get spoiled for you. Please don't ruin it for yourself. It is so amazing. So if you haven't seen it, please pause this, come back later. Um, but yeah, if you have seen it, stick around because, oh my God, we have a lot to talk about. Also, want to talk about the fact that we got 36 downloads in the first 48 hours of episode one of the podcast airing. 36 downloads in the first 48 hours, guys. This is amazing. That is more than I honestly thought that we would get. I'm super stoked about that. That is awesome and huge to me. And I have had a lot of people message me and talk about how they actually loved it. Uh, and they are super excited for episode two. So much, in fact, a lot of people have asked if I could maybe do two episodes a week instead of one. Because apparently waiting till Friday is just a little too long. So we might be releasing an episode every Monday and every Friday. I will let you guys know. But for now, they will be coming out on Fridays. Um, but just know that episode two episodes a week is a very very big possibility so without further ado let's dive into it so it's been like i think two days since i went and saw black widow at the movie theater um i didn't want to watch it on disney plus i went ahead i went to the theater uh, me and abby went and watched it um it was like my first initial thought before i went in was this is gonna be a good movie i knew it would be a good movie but I didn't think it was going to be, like, one of the best. You know, Mar there's, like, 30 Marvel movies. So, like, it's not going to be, like, in the top five or the top ten, even. Um, boy, was I wrong. Like, oh, my God. Again, full of spoilers. So, if you have not seen the movie, pause this part. Or uh, just, you know, look in the show notes. And I will put... Um, what time you can fast forward to uh, for when we're done talking about Black Widow. That's what we'll do. So I didn't realize how like 
amazing this movie was going to be and how much of its amazingness would not be because of Scarlett Johansson as well. Uh, who I am talking about is her lovely sister, Yelena. Yelena Belova. Uh, the actress who played Miss Belova is Florence Pugh, whom I know beat a bunch of other A-list actors for the role, uh, which is phenomenal. And I am super excited to see her in the new Hawkeye show, which we are we're, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. So since we're talking about like some of the actors that are in here, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the top cast members. So obviously we have Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff. Then there's Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Uh, but let's talk about David Harbour because I was so surprised to see David Harbour's name in this uh, cast list, like when it came out like a year and a half ago or whatever. And I was so excited to see what he was going to do with his character, Alexi. Oh my God, I was impressed. He was a fantastic Russian Captain America. The way he just balanced humor with like honor, just, I don't know, like it, it, he was like a perfect blend, like down to the T. Oh my gosh, he was phenomenal. I loved his performance. And if if you don't know who David Harbour is, uh, if you've watched Netflix's Stranger Things, he plays Hopper. Um, okay, so then let's talk about uh, Rachel Wise. Uh, that's who plays Melina, which is the, um, she's the mom, the artificial Black Widow mother. <laughs> uh, I had not ever seen anything else that she really played in, I don't believe, um, I looked, I looked up like all the movies that she's been in and I, I tried to go through them and I didn't recognize like any of them. Um, so she was a, she was a new face for me. So yeah, that's enough of Miss Melina. Um, then there's Ray Weinstone as Droikov, which was the, the big bad, I guess you could say. Um, and then there was Ever Anderson, uh, played young Natasha, um, so I, like I, I added her name down just because guys, the, her performance as young Natasha was phenomenal. And the way they opened up the movie um, and, and just showed like her relationship with her with her sister and how they had to like escape um, and how she fought for her sister and like how they got separated. It honestly was heart wrenching. Like the first like 15 minutes of that movie had already like. Like, I was on the edge of my seat, dude. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. That's one thing I really love about Black Widow, the way they do scenes. Like, the way they show that stuff uh, via whether that's flashbacks or whether that's crazy and amazing, super awesome action sequences uh, that just leave you mind blown. The cinematography in this movie was done so well. And speaking of the cinematography, let's talk about, like, the writing, dude. The writing, guys, the writer for uh, Black Widow was also the same writer from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Now, if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, uh, compared to other Marvel movies, the other Thor movies, you know that it was a lot more lighthearted, funny. Uh, there was some really clever banter um, with, with all of the characters. Well, the, uh, they applied the exact same thing here. I loved the banter and the relationship between uh, Natasha and Yelena throughout the entire movie. That was one of my favorite things. Like, if there was no action, I was okay with that because all I wanted was for them to just talk to each other. But, you know, when there was action, I was, like, fully in, dude. I was, like, so invested in the movie. I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. She really is an awesome Avenger. 
Like it was, oh, dude, it was just such an amazing movie. And the whole time though, like there's just this like kind of glow to the movie, like that makes you appreciate every scene with her a little more because we know what happens to her in Endgame. So we pretty much just covered the main cast members. It's pretty much just the family members, the villain, uh, and that's pretty much the whole extent of of most of the movie other than all the people that get killed. <laughs> so I felt like the pacing of the movie was pretty pretty well paced. Like I was happy with it. I There was some times where I felt like it was just kind of dragging a little bit, um, but I feel like that's just because there were s- some things that they did, some some like route routes they took that I just didn't really, I don't know. I just feel like they shouldn't have, for instance, <clears throat> taskmaster. Uh, if anyone has seen the movie yet, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Taskmaster, which turned out to be the daughter of, uh, the villain, which was the little girl that Natasha killed when her and Clint were back in Budapest. They revealed in the movie that as part of her defection, uh, to shield, she had to, uh, murder a little girl. So, you know, kind of dark Marvel, but... And, you know, I never realized how many times uh, Budapest was mentioned, uh, either from Clint or uh, Natasha. Like, it, like someone actually went through and, like, wrote down every time, and it's a lot. Go Like, I've went, I've started going back and watching, like, uh, a lot of the movies again, and, oh, my God, dude, they talk about it a lot, guys. Like, I don't know how... Oh, my gosh, it's just so much. Okay, so... I'm pretty sure Black Widow takes place after Civil War, um, which would be like 2016. Oh, I know it takes place after Civil War, but as for the year, I'm not 100% certain if it's 2016 or 17 or like right there at that mark. I don't know, but it's 2016 or 2017. I'm going to go with 2016 because I just trust that. Something really cool that we found out about Budapest was whenever Hawkeye and Nat. So apparently after she murdered uh, Drakov and his daughter, that uh, that's what she had to do for her defection. After she killed them, I guess like Russian spies uh, pursued her and Clint. And so they actually had to hide in the um, up in the ventilation system. And it's like knowing that now, like I understand like their bond a little bit more like because, you know, we've always known they're close. We knew the Budapest was a big reason to why we knew it was related to the shootout because they referred to that uh, at the airport in Civil War. But I just I don't know now after knowing that's where they hid together, like thinking about it, like if I was trapped in like a in a tunnel with someone for four whole days because they had to hide from Russian spies like four whole days with someone like just the two of you like think about it like there's no food there's no water you don't get to leave each other there's no internet you don't have your phone like there's nothing you have to be quiet all you can really do is talk to each other think about that bond like i understand it and it makes everything i knew about clan and natasha's relationship feel so much sweeter um but with that sweetness also comes uh, like a subtle sour because we know what happens to her. You know, we know what she did for for Clint and it's just really sad. This movie does that a lot. This movie, like, I feel like they purposefully would shoot just certain scenes in, in such a way that reminds you of other scenes that she was in. So you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's like that. And then you'll think, oh, yeah, she dies. Like, they, oh, my God. 
So while I was actually researching some of the stuff I wanted to talk about, about Black Widow, I found some really cool behind the scene fun facts that a lot of people don't know about. And I wanted to tell you guys about them. So I have them right here in front of me. So I'm just going to, I'm literally just going to read from this list and we're going to break them down and talk about them a little bit. Talk about how awesome these are. So Scarlett Johansson was pregnant during the filming of Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, so many of her scenes were scheduled early in filming before she began to show. To help hide the pregnancy later in filming, the uh, three stunt doubles were hired. And that caused a lot of uh, confusion between all of the actors because according to them, all of the stunt women looked extremely similar to Scarlett Johansson. Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, uh, stated that it got to the point to where he would say hello and start a conversation with one of them to then realize he's not talking to Johansson, that he was talking to one of the doubles, and it was just a whole lot of confusion. Um, and apparently, ultimately, uh, it still wasn't enough to hide the pregnancy, so Marvel was forced to just use CGI to hide some of Johansson's pregnancy. So, fun facts. Uh, the role of Black Widow was originally offered to Emily Blunt before Scarlett Johansson, but she turned it down. Let's think about that for a second. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. But you know what? Like, I wonder how Marvel, I wonder how Marvel offered that to, to Emily Blunt because like back then, so Black Widow was introduced in, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man 2. So... Yeah, yeah, it was Iron Man 2. So that's that's kind of crazy to think about because d did Marvel already have like every movie laid out that she would be in? Like was there like was it all like part of the initial offer? Like hey, Emily Blunt, so we want to hire you to be in these nine Marvel movies as Black Widow. Like was that their offer or was it like hey, we want you to be Black Widow in this movie Iron Man 2? I wonder what the initial offer like was like, ah, I'm really interested in that now. So another fun fact before the role was ever given to Scarlett Johansson, she wanted it so badly that she actually dyed her hair red to help her chances. And that's kind of um, noticeable too. If you actually think back to it, um, because originally when she was introduced, her hair was completely red for real. And then at some point uh, she dyed it. And so then she had to wear a wig uh, in the movies until they ultimately let her actually just dye it again. And then she ultimately dyed it to blonde, which is another thing I loved about this movie. They show that and they show like a why and like just what that kind of means to her like for her and that's what i love about that it like really like humanizes her in a way that i just cannot get enough of i wish the movie was longer than it was also found out that apparently uh johansson was uncredited for her appearance in captain marvel so that sucks um oh this one was awesome so okay guys so I have some of the names of the women that were considered for the role. And those women are, okay, there's like two names that I cannot pronounce correctly. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And those names are Jessica Bile or Beale and Gemma Archerton. Um, okay, so, but guys, Jessica Alba was considered for the role. Uh, so was Natalie Portman, Eliza Dunkshu, and Angelina Joe Lee. But as we know... Natalie Portman would later play Jane Foster in Thor, 
uh, Thor The Dark World. She was in Endgame. And she's coming up to be in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. So, And Angelina Jolie would later play Fina in Marvel's Eternals, which is about to come out. And I am so freaking excited for Eternals. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's going to be so epic. It, dude, let me know if you guys have watched the trailer. Like, we have to talk about this trailer. Yes, I said talk. I need you to come to a stream, and I need you to tell me what you think of the Eternals trailer so we can talk about it. Eternals is going to open up so many new doors. Oh, everything Marvel is doing right now is opening so many doors. Loki just opened up so many doors. Freaking... Uh, dude marvel studios i love you and you're doing some amazing things and you're amazing so okay so i love black widow it's amazing i'm not gonna like spoil anything like crazy or anything like that i mean we kind of like spoiled like some of the some of the big stuff of the movie but i didn't like spoil everything about the movie um i could but i'm 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 gonna wait i'm gonna wait uh there's a lot of stuff i want to talk about um, and I have plenty of time to, to talk about Black Widow. So, um, but yes, Black Widow, it, it amazed me. Phenomenal movie. Oh my God. Uh, it is, I, I want to say it's in my top 10 favorite Marvel movies easily. It is phenomenal. It made me love the character uh, a lot more. Um, and what I, Oh, wait, there's one more thing I have to say. Um, the end credit. <laughs> yeah, this is huge. So the end credit of Black Widow has the woman who has been appearing in the shows on Disney Plus um, and I and just kind of assembling some some people. Let's say that. And it is revealed that Black Widow's sister, Yelena Balova, is working for her. Or with her. I'm going to say for her, not with her. Because she's got some major boss lady vibes. So we're going to say for her. So yeah. Yelena is working for her. And uh, she gave Yelena the assignment of killing the man who killed her sister. Which is Clint Barton. A.K.A. Hawkeye. I know. Crazy, right? It blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, yes. This is awesome. This is how the show. This. Uh, yes. That was my, my, that was my, that was my thought process. Um, cause there is a Hawkeye show coming out. I am so freaking excited about that. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm just so excited to see more of Yelena. She was like the most precious and just best thing about this movie. And you will see that if you watch it. So other than black widow, what have I been up to this week? You may be wondering, well, the answer to your question is a lot of things. Uh, like binge watching oranges, the new black. <laughs> yes, you heard me right, guys. I have been binge watching oranges, the new black. I have not watched this show in forever, but Abby finally got me into it. And oh my God, guys, it is actually like an amazing show. Like I was mind blown. It is also real quick, just to like say this, like on the record, um, if one of my episodes is ever marked with the E, it's probably because I'm talking about a show like this or I'm talking about something that like is kind of like explicit that like maybe you shouldn't listen to if you're like under the age of 12. I say this because I have a lot of adults and a lot of children that I know watch my stream and I love it that way. It's awesome. I love the balance, but I do just want to say on the record, like if you're under 12 and you see the explicit E on an episode, maybe just don't play it. This is just the warning, but you know, you do you. So. Okay, anyway, um, back to what 
to to what I was saying. So yeah, but that is Orange is the New Black. It is so good, guys. You should 100% check it out again if you're an adult. <laughs> uh, it that show is phenomenal. Like I get why people love the show. It's so good. Uh, okay, on to some more news. As of July 15th, pre-orders opened up for the Nintendo Switch OLED model that is coming out, and pre-orders for Canada started yesterday. Now, if you haven't pre-ordered one yet and you're living here in the U.S., then your chances are probably pretty slim because pre-orders are pretty rare, and I know a lot of places are already, uh, like, they're not accepting pre-orders anymore. So I did a bunch of research. I have not got to use one of these bad boys uh, hands-on, but I did watch a ton of videos of people that did, and I read a bunch of articles, and I'm going to tell you what the what the new specs are. I'm going to tell you what the differences are. I'm going to tell you what's what's new, what's improved, why you should get one, and what I think about it. So the OLED Switch's predecessor, the OG Switch, as I'm going to start calling it, when it released, it was $299, and it still is today. That is the cost. The cost of the OLED switch is $349.99. So instead of $299, it's $349 now. So you have that extra $50, and that is because of the OLED and the small upgrades that you're getting. Now, is it worth that money? Especially compared to the newest edition in the Switch family, you know, the Switch Lite. Is it, you know, is it worth it when you have an option that is $250 cheaper? That's a lot more affordable. So, I mean, is that worth it? I think it is. I do. I think it is because of the specs and the OLED screen by itself. OLED is amazing. If you don't know what OLED is, uh, the biggest difference between LCD and OLED is that LCD relies on the backlight to illuminate the screen, whereas um, OLED utilizes organic pixels uh, and that generates their own and they and like they generate their own light, um, which creates m for much more vivid colors and it, it's just a deeper contrast at the cost of a picture that is slightly less bright. So it's slightly less bright, but everything else is just such a higher everything. It's just, it's phenomenal. It is amazing. So it is gonna, and, and it is a difference that you will notice quite immediately uh, once you look at the screen. So something else that Nintendo did that is really awesome, really hits this switch out of the ballpark is they have doubled the internal storage it is now 64 gigabytes, ladies and gentlemen. It was originally not that. Um, so that is huge. It was originally 32. 64 is so much better. Um, that's going to be huge. I love that. Another big thing they did is um, the kickstand on the back of the current switch that we have out. It's on uh, the right side of the switch, and it is very flimsy, and it's just plasticky and gross, and it sucks. It is terrible. Everyone hates them, um, which is why switch... Uh, fixed it with the new one so that it has a new kickstand it is no longer that small little rinky dink one in the corner it is now a full length kickstand along the entire bottom that adjusts out perfectly and is fully adjustable for whatever angle you want um it can go all it can go all the way down flat um and it is amazing it looks beautiful like you should look up a picture of it like right now pause the podcast pick up your phone google oled switch kickstand just look at it you're gonna be like wow that is a really clean look i kind of want that like i swear it is it is uh, it is beautiful i feel like i am doing an infomercial for switch 
You're listening to the Chillin' Villain Podcast. If it's TV shows, video games, movies, or music, you've found your home. Now your host, here's King Charming. Yo, what's up, guys? We don't have a sponsor. Instead, I just want to take a moment real quick. I just want to take a quick 45 seconds to say thank you. Thank you to everyone that is currently subscribed to the channel on Twitch. I really appreciate the support and the love. Um, I really do. Uh, we hit a record recently. We currently have 89 subscribers, so I just want to give it up for you guys. Thank you so much for that love and that support. I want you to know I love you guys. It means the world. You rock. Let's get back to the show. So yeah, the OLED Switch model is stunning. Um, I love the subtle upgrades it has. I know that, uh, I think it's a little bit faster. By the way, the screen is bigger uh, in handheld mode, like I said. I did fail to mention, though, um, it's, it's still 720p in handheld mode, even though it is OLED. It's not 1080, but it is still 1080 when it's docked. It is not 4K. Um, that that's also important to 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 clarify. But other than that, it looks like we're going to be getting some new colors, uh, a sleeker design, uh, just some really subtle upgrades, a phenomenal screen upgrade, and 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 that seems to be it. So, like I said, um, see if there's a pre-order available now. If you really do want a pre-order, but I mean, good luck. Um, but if you manage to find a pre-order that is open, please let me know because I would like to get one of these so we can unbox it on stream and play with it hands on. So that's just something to keep an eye out for. So instead of ending this with a Q&A like we usually would do this time, I'm just going to say, if you have a question for me, please do me a favor. Just tag me on social media. Make sure to put the hashtag chillinvillain, or you can just uh, drop your questions in the channel that we have for it in our Discord. And if you'd like to join the Discord, again, the link is in the show notes. That is all I have for you guys today. It was a blast. Thank you for coming out for listening. Again, these episodes drop every single Friday. I hope you're enjoying it. If you're uh, listening to this on the Apple Podcast, do me a huge favor. Make sure to review the show. I would really appreciate that. And guys, don't be afraid to hit me up or to comment or to send me info or things that you'd like for me to cover uh, and talk about here on the show. Um, I listen to you guys, and I would love to, um, to make sure that I'm giving you guys the content that you want, you know? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode. I love you guys. Happy gaming, happy streaming, and I'll see you next time. Villain Podcast. Give it up for the king. Our passion is TV shows, video games, movies, music, and interviewing awesome artists from all around the world. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And be sure to tag the king on social media at hashtag chillinvillain. Find us on Twitch and YouTube and all other platforms at kingcharming23. And to join the Discord, just visit the show notes. Till next time, my friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.